I'm going to say it. I don't think that living with your significant other or dating a non-Christian is the greatest idea you can have for your spiritual growth. What's up, everybody? This is the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan Peterson. I am your host. Derry is going to be back next week. Obviously, he's still a host and part of this show. So I said I'm the host and um, just been holding on the fort while Derry's been on vacation. So it's been a good time. If you're new here, we talk about the gray areas of the Christian faith, um, kind of topics that maybe are fringe or aren't really known about or discussed. And maybe you're like, oh, no, I don't know what to think about this. You know, like questions about sexuality, sexual or questions about drugs, questions about drinking, questions about maybe some politics. or And we also like to talk about what's going on in the world, right? And so today we're going to be talking to you guys about why it's not a great idea to live with your significant other or date a non-Christian. These are uh, two obviously separate things and especially don't live with your significant other if they're not a Christian. Um, Two different things for people in different stages of life, whether you're thinking about dating, maybe you got a little boo thing, you think a little shoddy, you think is pretty like, "Mm, I think I'm going to go after her, but you know, she she ain't really about Jesus. I don't think you should really go after it. Or maybe you just think this guy's so amazing and dreamy and he's athletic and he's got the eyes and he's kind and he's fashionable, but he don't really care about Jesus. Probably not a good thing to do, you know? That's not that's not a good idea. We're going we're going to get into it. Uh some questions regarding this that people have is like is it sin if I want to date someone who's not a Christian? Is it sin if I you know, want to live with my significant other. And we're, we're going to discuss all that. I want to give you guys some, um, ideally some biblical counseling. I'm not a counselor though, so I don't want to say that. Biblical advice from someone who has a little bit of life experience and made enough mistakes to know uh, what not to do. Never lived with my significant other. Um, would like to do that when I'm married. That's what I mean, pre-marriage living with a significant other, not post-marriage that'd be weird if you're married you should live with the person you're with or else that's maybe you got some problems going on and that might be something you gotta do in some situations so whatever but yeah other news and culture and the world i shaved my beard a bit um andy minio finally released neverland 2 if you guys don't know who andy minio is he's a christian rapper and and you know some people think christian rapper isn't that good He's a great rapper regardless of religious beliefs. And let me he released Neverland, the first album, just Neverland, I think in 2014. I graduated high school in 2014. It's been, what, seven years since then? We've been waiting seven years for Neverland 2, and it finally, finally dropped. So if you haven't listened to Neverland 2, go listen to it. I've listened to it, like, three times all the way through. It's amazing. He got some hints to different EPs he's already dropped and uh, future EPs he's going to drop. I really like um, music in the way that, or rappers, when they when they uh, kind of give hints to different things coming up with different projects or call back to different projects. It's like, ooh, like I know like the history of that statement. It's, it's, it's an exciting dopamine hit. Uh, but yeah, guys, I want to talk to you today um, about this idea of Christians and dating and living with significant others before marriage and in I want to bring my argument to the table which is why I think my argument is that it's a bad idea okay 
So living with a non-Christian, or uh, let's start with the easy one, dating a non-Christian. Because if you won't date a non-Christian, chances are you're not going to live with them. Now, some Christians are out there and saying, like, I want to marry this person. Why can't I just, like, live with them now? It's so easy. I, yeah, we're going to get into all of that. Okay, so dating a non-Christian. Number one question people want to know is, is it sin? Is it sin to date a non-Christian? No, um, it's not like a, there's no biblical command about it. Like, don't date a non-Christian. The problem is that dating isn't in the Bible. Um, the Bible was written two to four thousand years ago, and not like in between those times. I mean, like all the books cumulatively, the latest we have or the earliest we have is like around two thousand BC, I think. Um, I have to check up on that. I could be wrong. And then, oh, excuse me. And then up to two thousand, or no, sorry, what am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. Rewind. The earliest we have is like, I think 4,000 BC. At least that's what people say. Uh, um, And then up to like the turn of the century, right? Like not, is that the right term? Turn of the century? That was like 2000. Turn of the millennium? When zero happened. When Jesus came on the scene. Okay, a couple of years like, that the most liberal of views, maybe like 95 to 100 AD, uh, depending on different sources you ask either way thousands of years of the bible being uh different books being written i didn't know they were writing the bible they're just writing books for anything um or not anything for their situation and whatever is going on this is not a bible overview class i we can do a bible overview podcast if you want but all i'm saying is the bible is written over the course of a long time through many different author authors and dating is not in there and that's because dating wasn't really part of their world. You know, they had arranged marriages. They had all that stuff. And so, excuse me, I'm yawning. It's late. I'm tired. Um, so, yeah, they didn't really have dating. It wasn't part of what they did. If a man saw a woman, he would ask the father or they'd arrange it or whatnot. And it was a different culture. So, no dating idea there. Paul does say... If two people burn with passion, let them get married. Like, if you can't control yourself, just just get married, you know. Marry the person you're sleeping with if you just can't control yourself. So there's some, probably, you could call it dating advice. Because usually when people date, if they're not careful, they could end up sleeping together. So if you're a Christian and you're sleeping around, you need to stop. And maybe just think about marrying the person you're sleeping with or just not be with them. But you need to stop sinning, whatever it is, whatever's happening. Um, that's the goal of the Christian world is to conform to Jesus. And by conforming to Jesus, we stop sinning because through his grace and not through our this white-knuckled hard work. Um, anyways, is it a sin? No, one could say it's not a sin because the Bible doesn't mention it. Although there is an argument for both living with your significant other before marriage and dating a non-Christian, that you you could argue that they are sin. And I want to... Excuse me, this is so embarrassing. To keep yawning. It's just immature for a podcaster to yawn on, on camera. You have to be perfect and have no problems. So you can do it in one take and have no problem. That was a joke. 
Um, so it's not sin in the way that the Bible commands explicitly like not to do it, but I guess one could argue, and I'm not saying it's, maybe I am saying this. The Bible says in James 4.17, um, it says, therefore, to one who knows the right thing, or the one who, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Right, so that's, if you don't do the right thing and you know the right, what the, right, the thing to do is, then you're sinning. Like, if you know the right thing to do is listen to this podcast because it's freaking awesome and share it with your friends and you don't, I'm just kidding, I'm not going to say that is <laughs> sin. Um, this is more about, like, moral, like, um, moral uprightness, right? Let's say I'm walking down the street and I see some litter and I know that's not going to, that doesn't belong there and I should probably recycle that or I should throw it out and I pass by it, if I know that's a good thing, that could be argued as sin, even though I'm not the one who placed that there, and I'm not the one at fault for putting it there. I'm at fault for not doing the right thing when I know what the right thing to do is, right? Um, This could be also in other things. If I know to do the right thing is to... Say you have a roommate and he asks you to close the shower, um, the the shower drape. This is I've never had this situation arise in my life, so that's why I'm using it. Um, someone says, "Hey, will you close the the shower curtain when you're done?" And you know that like the right thing to do is to do it because you want to respect them, and you don't do it. That could be argued as sin. And the reason it feels weird to say that sin is because it's such a small thing, right? You're like, oh, this is like such a how's this sin? Like, can't they get over themselves? If you're like me, that's what you would think. So is dating a sin or dating a non-Christian a sin in the sense that the Bible explicitly commands against it? No. Is living with someone of the opposite sex that you're romantically with, is living with that person before you're married sin? I don't think there's any Bible verses about that. Maybe because it has to deal with like living together. But I still don't think there is. That's technically not like a sin because not an explicit command. But if you know that it's not the right thing to do and you're doing it, that kind of puts you in a pickle where it seems like it's sin. In which case, you need to repent and stop doing that thing. Right? And so this kind of then opens up a big can of worms. Like, oh my gosh, like, Oh, I know what the right thing is to do, and I'm not doing it. What What does that mean? What? How far does that go? Exactly. Who knows? If you know that scrolling Facebook while you're at work is against the work rules, and you do it, it's kind of sin. You know, you're not not supposed to do it. You're supposed to honor your authorities and not do that. If you know going to speed limits are wrong, this is probably the one I break all the time. Then, if you go, if you break the speed limit when it's not needed, and I think there are times when it's needed and safe and I think safety gets above the law at that point. You know, if you driving slow or driving the speed limit is more dangerous to people around you, then don't go the speed limit. Go a little bit faster. Anyways, but if there's no reason for me to speed and I speed, that's the wrong thing to do. And I know that. So I need to stop that, right? So this is bigger than just, oh, is this a, is it sin? It's, is it, is it, do you know it's wrong? Do you think it's wrong? 
Are you, and are you going to say, I don't think it's wrong and then try to justify it away because you actually do know it's wrong? You know? Because um, if you know it's wrong and you're doing it, then yes, I would say you're sinning. But even if it's not sin, I think there's a different way you can go about it to, to stop. You know, this would probably be my main argument before is it sin. This is, I think, the bigger and better argument in my opinion. The question is not, is it sin? For both dating a non-Christian and living with someone of a significant other before marriage. It's, the question is, is it wise? Because the, the Christian life is not about not sinning. That's part of it. Yeah, we don't want to sin because we're commanded not to. And we love God and God hates sin. So, of course, we don't want to sin, right? But... The question is, is it wise? Is, is this, is what you're going to be doing a wise thing? Like, if it's not, then don't do it. It's like, you know, is eating a two by four wrong or sinful? N- no, but it's not wise. It's not going to do anything for you. It's kind of... Not the, not the greatest decision you can make, so it's not sinful, but why would you do that? You know, it's like, oh, is um, putting my hand on the hot stove sin? Not really, but why would you do that? You're just going to hurt yourself. So it's not wise, and wisdom warns against things that are not in our greatest interest and most likely will hurt us, okay? So... This is important because in Proverbs, we're commanded to love wisdom. And it says, cling to wisdom. Call her your sister or something like that. It's all over the Proverbs. So many times in the Proverbs, it says, love wisdom, seek wisdom. It says, wisdom is better than gold and silver. And it doesn't leave you, you know. Like wi- like money will leave you, but wisdom is always there. So the Proverbs are all about like, be trained by wisdom. Okay, so I, I want to kind of talk a little bit about what does it mean to be trained by wisdom, but I also want to highlight some problems or, or some areas of possible danger if we if you did decide to date a non-Christian or live with your significant other before you're married, okay? So what are some dangers in that? You know, if it's like, oh, I want to be wise, why do I have to be wise? Why is that a problem? Some people think that there's no problem with it. They're like, oh, this is what it is. Maybe you think, oh, I can change them to become a Christian, so I'm going to missionary date, flirt to convert type deal. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, There's different ways for you to get that person to become a Christian other than you becoming romantically invested in them and vulnerable in that capacity with them, either guy or girl. And I would, like, we probably all know from experience at least I do, that you, they will influence you probably more, more time, not every time, not 100% of the time, but majority of the time, I would say they're going to influence you more than you're going to influence them. And that's because in Romans, it says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit wants to follow God, but the flesh is, doesn't. And you know, as a, if you, you haven't been a Christian your whole life, you've probably been trained by the, or you have been trained by the world for a majority of your life, right? So you have, and you're always being programmed by the ways of the world. And that's another reason why we need to be saturated in the word of God and, and always spending time with them is because 
every hour you're on social media, it's just bombardment and bombardment. Every time you're out with your friends who aren't Christians or around your coworkers who aren't Christians, it's just so much advertisement. Huh, excuse me. So much advertisement from the world about the ways of the world and not the ways of Jesus, right? So, anyways, that's a tang- side tangent. Side tangent. Get in the Word of God. But, yeah, like, if, if you're more prone to follow in the ways of the flesh, that's what, that's a Christian term for, you know, uh, just, I don't want to say natural habits, although that may, like, offense, or lust, or greed, or selfishness, those things that's pretty easy for humans to do because we're, we're sinful creatures, if it's easy for the flesh to, to get in that, which it is, like, and that's not like a, something you ever get really rid of. You have to train yourself how to not respond that way. It's called sanctification. It's not, and, and some people might be like, well, God, it, isn't your God strong enough to change us? Yes, that's why sanctification happens because God is strong in his spirits inside of us Christians to follow him. So in that, we need to be setting ourselves up for success and putting ourselves in situations where we will succeed, right? So if, you have a, if you're prone to porn, you need to get up. You need to get some locks on your phone and put some passwords on there, and, or have a friend put some passwords so you can't get on. You need to shut down some apps, delete some apps, delete accounts, you know, so you can't go back to wh- whatever the trigger is. And it's probably a, if you're dealing with porn, it's probably more of a you are desiring intimacy and not receiving it, so you're looking for it there. And it's also doing to your brain the same thing that cocaine does. So every time you masturbate, so you need to stop getting that addictive quality and also look where the intimacy wound is, and then try to heal that rather than, you know, whatever. Um, but when it comes to dating um, non-Christians or living with a significant other before marriage, it's like, is it wise? You know, the flesh is prone to sexual desire and, and sexual desire is good and godly. You know, God created humans to have sex. That's part of the wonderful creation we live in. But that's only holy and innocent in this in the sanctity and safety of marriage you know it's because sex like scientifically binds people together like deeply and emotionally and you only can have that do well in the safety of marriage and now you might be like well i'm not like we're basically we want to be married we're basically married so why does it matter it matters because you're not married There actually is no safety in a relationship that's deep and true and and meaningful if you're not married. You know, I have a girlfriend right now and I love her and I don't plan on leaving. But there's not a true safety there other than I'm trusting her word, right? So when when we're married, it's like, oh, like I have this safety net of we're married. We have this covenant. We have this agreement between us that we are going to serve each other for our life. And that's what you can fall back on. And that's why you should, you know, like you should only have that living together with that person with that. You should only live together with a person that you've actually made that serious or or romantic part. I don't mean roommates. And I I don't think you should have housemates or roommates that are opposite sex anyways, either. Uh, Guys should live with guys and girls should live with girls. In my mind, call me a fundamentalist, whatever. Um, But you don't want to set yourself up to to be in a position where you're going to easily give in to sleeping together, you know? If you're living with someone that you're just dating or engaged to, 
and you're trying to follow the ways of Jesus, that's not going to help you. And it might be financially easier. It might be easier because, you know, you already have your ecosystem set up on how you communicate and you're like, whatever, we're going to do this when we're married, so we can do it now. That's not not true. I'm sorry, like, there's no way around it. Yeah, it's not like there's no biblical command to, like, don't live with someone you're dating or engaged to. But it says if you know to do the right thing, you don't do it. That's sin. You know, so like we we, we just got to stop it, you know. And yeah, and that means like, oh, maybe it does cost more money for both of you to find places. But isn't your your safety and your purity and your relationship with Jesus and your innocence and your blamelessness and your witness to the world and how you represent Jesus to the world, isn't that worth whatever price it would cost? You know, that's another thing. It's like, is it wise? Is it reflecting Jesus? If you're a Christian, you are called to reflect Jesus to the world. And is you living with someone that's not, or is you living with someone in a romantic context or living with someone of the opposite gender? Is that really what you think shows Christ to the world? We're, we're called to be in this world, but not of this world. And just because it's normal in culture doesn't mean that God prohibits it, you know? Sleeping around is normal in the culture and God prohibits it. Or I mean, God, it doesn't mean God affirms it just because culture does it. God prohibits a lot of things that culture calls normal. And when it comes to living together, I think it's, yeah, it's not like, a, there's no command against it, but it's used wisdom. And if you know it's wrong, then it is sin for you. And if you're doing that, you you might want to, you got to stop. You know, you got to repent and you got to look for a, a roommate and that's of the same gender try to get out of that because i don't believe anyone's going to see jesus in that you know and it's only going to put you in a position to fall prey to sin and that sucks you know so that's for living together um and it's for it's for our benefit and our growth you know it's not like limiting like oh god so why are you it's like oh my gosh god you care about me so much you don't want me to be in a place that has a mirage of safety. You don't want me to experience that safety until it's true, you know? So if you, if you don't want to stop living together, then just get married. Like, if you're saying you're already living the life of a married life, if you're like, oh, we don't want to get married because we're already basically married, then just get married. You know, then what's the problem? Anyways, um, now on to like dating non-Christians. When it comes to dating non-Christians, again, I don't think it's very wise they're probably going to pull you away from Christ more than you're going to lead them to Christ. And it's in it's been my experience or, or what I've witnessed or what I can imagine that pretty quickly the person who's not following Christ might feel like the Christian is trying to manipulate them into making this big life decision. And then even if they do, it's rare that it's a genuine, oh my gosh, I want to follow Jesus. Now I've met people who have come to faith through their believing um, boyfriend or girlfriend and they are on fire for the Lord and they love the Lord and it's real and deep. I have no people like that and I respect it. I think it's more of an anomaly than it is the norm and therefore I don't think it's something that we should go after. And also, it's like, man, if, if you're a Christian, Jesus has to be the number one thing in your life. And how sad is it that someone that you want to be with would be dismissive or not care and like think like, oh, like at the very best, they're like, hey, I love that for you. You go after that. But if it's the most dear thing to your heart as a Christian, do you really want the person that you're going to be spending 
a lot of intimacy and vulnerability with? Do you really want them to just be like, well, I'm happy for you? Or do you want them so excited with you about it? You know? So that's what I I think is, is like, the thing to consider is also like, when you're dating also you should ask yourself like okay if if i'm dating it's probably for the purpose of marriage ideally and so is this some is this person someone i want to raise a family with and if you're a christian you want your kids to go to church and grow up reading the bible and grow up christian and your your partner is not christian then you should maybe reconsider because they're not going to have the same value system or moral compass that you do and and that's going to come into play in the future um, I think again with the significant other stuff, I think it's the same where it's like they're probably gonna lead you in ways that aren't the ways of Jesus, and it's easier to be influenced in that because of what we're surrounded with and used to and comfortable. Um, so yeah, I think that you need that we should cut off relationships intimately if they're not with someone of the same faith. You know, it's like like if you're a Christian and you're dating a Muslim, then like, if, if they're serious Muslim, when they're going to take the Quran pretty seriously and the commands of Allah pretty seriously, like, there's going to be some, you're going to hit some sticky road, you know? And it, and so, if you're already married to a non-Christian, I would encourage you to do what Jesus says and just says, like, pray for them and, you know, like, don't give up on them and pray for them. Now, if they want, well, that's a whole different topic, but, like, just, yeah, pray with them and live with them peaceably and try to win them for Christ, you know? Um but why put yourself in that position when you can just avoid it all together? So if you can avoid the situation altogether, you know, and not have to deal with the stress and the emotional, um, emotional, like, uh, 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 I would say tug of war or back and forth of value systems and, and way to live and all that good stuff. If you can, if you can avoid that, like, I think, I think you should, you know, and that's no slight to the person you're with to be like, um, that's not like a slight on the person that you would be with to be like, I just have to leave you because you're not a Christian. Like, don't be mean to them. You don't ever want to be like, like, yeah, you don't ever want to be just not kind to someone because they don't have the same belief system as you. But you don't want to be with someone who's going to pull you away from Christ. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Is like if you're dating a non-Christian or you're living a life or you're you're living with someone romantically that's not your you're married you're not married to, even if you're both Christian, you're not going to you're not following Christ to the best of your ability. And that is that as Christians what we want to do because we love Jesus. You know, we, we, the Bible says to die to ourselves and, and, and follow Jesus. So if dying to ourselves looks like then giving up a really big romantic relationship we want because it doesn't glorify God, that's something that you're going to have to sacrifice. And that and, and God will see that and he will and he will like fill that need for you. And he loves you. And so he's going to take care of you. But we have to we have to love God more than our situation, be willing to change, you know, if we don't, then it's kind of telling of our heart or, or it's revealing of something that we need to, to get out of. And that goes across the board. You know, if Instagram is not helping you in a relationship with Jesus and it's pulling you away, you got to delete that junk. You know, it's, if, if your pursuit of your career is limiting your, 
your love or, or, or stifling your love for Jesus. Maybe it, you need to take a break from going to school so intensely and focus on, on, on getting back to pure love for Jesus. That is kind of at the core of every question that we could ask. Um, is like, is it sin or is it wrong? It's like, well, is it wise? Is it going to help you follow Jesus? Is it going to, and obviously it's like, oh, I think if someone said something like, well, I think getting drunk helps me follow Jesus because I have so much joy and he wants me to have joy. I would say that's not, you don't get to do that because the Bible very clearly says don't get drunk, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So anyways, all that to say, the the question to ask in should I date this non-Christian or should I live with this person um, who I'm not married to, even though they're my significant other and I want to marry them, the question you could ask, is it sin? And I would argue if you know it's wrong and you still do it, then yes. But I would say a bigger question, like I said earlier, is, is it wise? And that's something to always ask. Is it wise? Is what I'm doing going to help me follow Jesus? Is it wise? And once you ask yourself that question and you live by that question, then, and, and you seriously apply it, I think you're going to see some major improvements where that will start going to so many different areas where it's like, oh, I want to go to this concert. It's like, well, is it wise? You know, it's on a Tuesday night. I'm going to be out late. I got a big day at work on Wednesday. I probably shouldn't go out. You know, is it wise? Um, should I go to this awesome event that looks fun, but the roads are icy? Well, is it wise? You know, like, yeah, no, it's not sin to go out, but it's not wise. It's not going to hurt you. It's possibly going to kill you if you go on those icy roads and slip and, and spin out, right? So kind of the same thing with like moral issues where it's like, can I date a non-Christian or can I do this? Can I do that? Is it wise? If it's possibly going to kill you, I would probably warn against it. Um, but yeah, guys, I really just want to, I want I wanted to speak about that because I feel like that's a untouched topic. Um, in my mind, I always thought like, oh yeah, of course we don't do that. But I think there's a lot of people who genuinely have never thought of it as a problem. And if that's the case, if you never thought of it as a problem to live with your significant other before marriage, and you never thought it was a problem to date a non-Christian, that's okay. That's where you were. That's where you are in your journey and no shade on you. But I just want to express some areas of concern so we can learn to walk this line or or this life towards Jesus in the best way possible. And so if you are dating a non-Christian, maybe it's either time to have a serious conversation and then see if they want to convert, or maybe it's time to have a serious conversation and say, you're not about it anymore because, you know, you can't be. And, you know, or or maybe it's like, hey, like, I really love Jesus so much. And if you're not on board, then I can't continue this. And it doesn't mean you don't, it doesn't mean you don't love them. And I'm, I'm not expecting it to be an easy thing. Obviously it's hard. And obviously you would still love that person. Emotions don't just disappear like that. But is Jesus worth it? You know, is, is God's glory in your life worth emotional hardship for a little bit? That's it. And it's a, it's a hard question. Sometimes it obviously we want to easily answer yes, but it's like the implications of that. Yes. Could be painful, you know, um, and that's okay. The Holy Spirit's the comforter. And if you sacrifice for his kingdom, He, uh, he's going to comfort you if you don't sacrifice for the kingdom. But if you sacrifice for his kingdom, of course he's going to then, um, he's, he's going to even more like comfort you. And the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not this wishy-washy thing that we just say we have. He's alive and active and real and moving and you can experience that. Um, 
So yeah, and if you're living with someone that you're not married to that you like want to be married to, or you're living with a housemate that's just a, a different, an opposite gender, gender, maybe for wisdom, you know, and wisdom being that like, hey, I want to reflect Jesus the best I can to the world, and you know, if that means, and, and I, I, in my opinion, it it doesn't, it doesn't reflect Jesus the best to the world if you're living with people of the opposite gender, or especially if you're romantically invested with them, because it just, it doesn't show the utmost of how pure and removed from blame you could be, you know, where it's like people have rumors of you guys sleeping together. And yes, people shouldn't have rumors, especially Christians. They shouldn't be gossiping. That's sin. Just as much as murder is sin, God takes gossip as serious as murder um, because it's messed up. But yeah, like it's, as much as people aren't supposed to judge, we're also supposed to be called to, we are called to live a blameless life. And so what can we do to be the most blameless before man and God? Um, and, and is it wise that those are the things we have to, uh, think about and balance. So with that, I, I want to say thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, if this helped you, you found value, maybe you got upset. I don't know. But if this was valuable to you guys, I want to ask that you would drop a like, uh, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes and and YouTube. Give us a like, comment, share with your friends. We're we're I, we're, we're trying to you know really help you guys, obviously, because we love you guys, but also trying to reach the world. There's people out there who don't know Jesus, and perhaps because some of these questions haven't been answered, and we want to be there for them. Um, and so we want to be there for you guys too. So if you could share it, support it, it'd be great. We're on all the social medias, as you guys know, and thank you so much for listening. You guys are the reason that we do this show and you're the reason why, like we sit here and edit and, and make the posts and do all the things one, it's fun, but also because you guys listen and you care and, and we care about your opinion. So thank you so much. And yeah. Uh, With that, I guess I'll say have a great day. Have a great week. Be blessed. God loves you. We love you. And you, you can live this life to follow Jesus successfully. It might require sacrifice, but you can do it. Thank you, guys. Have a great week.